Today's Braves Bits is brought to you by the West Wings Buffalo Wings. Seven seasons of the West Wing means there are seven different seasonings of these wings, from our succulent sorkin sauce, zesty Toby Ziegler seasoning, to our Josh Lyman lemon pepper wings. You're going to be Sam Seaborn again. Come on down to the West Wings Buffalo Wings for a spicy situation room. Use discount code Lance in my pants for 10% added to your Buffalo Bill. We got some Braves Wow. You're starstruck. You're struck by lightning, Lance. Welcome to Braze Bits. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lance. Is this episode 90? It is. Holy mackerel. I'm going numbers. It's a right angle. A fully right angle. Kurt angle. I'm about to pin you against the wall like an Olympian. Jay angle is the traffic and weather guy on Long Island. Uh, there's like a channel. There's metro traffic and weather. Jay angle? And all they did was show the traffic and then the weather. And Jay Engel was the guy. Great name for traffic and weather. Love that guy. We're in it to win it, Lance. You don't get channels like that anymore. You don't. You you can channel surf, but you can't find nothing. No. You look like you're about to go surfing with that hat on. For the Patreon subscribers, subscribe to the Patreon and want to see the visuals of these episodes. Lance is wearing... You're not wearing a chef's hat, Lance. What kind of hat are you wearing? Uh... Like, a, I don't know what kind of hat this is. It's a mixture of a cowboy hat, a beach hat, a, it's like, it's got like a felt like bottom to it's, it. It's Kate's hat. Wow. She wears it to, you know, you got to protect yourself from the sun. It's a great beach hat. Stylish and also practical. Jokers. I'm going to, I guess this is, this is like a hat. I do. If you're like retired. Yeah. And you're yep. like telling kids to like not stand in a certain place. Get off my lawn. It's not like get off my lawn. It's like a public place I'm thinking of. Stop they're running. They're like too close to like the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I could see being that guy with that hat on. You're standing next to the dandelions. No, no, for me. That's, oh. Kate just chimed in. It's not an old lady hat. Jesse say says it's not an old lady hat. It's a young hipster beach lady that I would ask if she wants anything from my cooler. It's a young hipster beach lady that Jesse would ask if he wants anything from his cooler. She's uh, flattered. Perfect. <laughs> well, you're suave at the beach. I am. I'm Rico suave. <laughs> I'm at my most confident when I'm at the beach. I, feel I was like just I, at the beach. I could tell you're glowing. You got a no. beach glow to you. I just took a shower and got all the sand off and it felt great. That is a top nine feeling right there. Getting all the sand off. Outdoor shower? No, in our hotel. Got it. An outdoor shower is next level. No, outdoor shower is so overrated. You got to be kidding me, Lance. This is where the line hits the road on the highway. I'm outdoor drawing shower. a line. An outdoor shower, I could draw lines in the sand because you're still coming out with sand. And I'm going to kick it. I'm going to kick that, that, and this line doesn't exist anymore. You're outside, but you're also in an enclosed shower. It's like, it's majestic. It's all magical. It's such a scam. <laughs> There's nothing scamming about it. You're not bringing There's any that, sand best, into this house. The, the best part of the shower is like the steam. You get that like sauna-y feel and you can't get that outside. You don't want that in the summertime. Just go in, in the, the ocean. Beach. Yeah, but then you go in the ocean and you come back out and there's sand right next to the ocean. Well, that's, that's not my problem. That's the ocean's problem. 
You're lucky you're at a hotel. If you were at a house, you'd be dragging that sand around the house and you'd be putting sand all over your bed for days. No, you wouldn't. How else are you getting the sand off? Taking a shower. But you got to get into the house unless it's an outdoor shower. You don't have to go in. No, you're implying that you're going to go home, you're going to roll around in your bed, and then you're going to take a shower. And you're going to bring sand wherever you go. You're bringing sand. You're Mariano Rivera. You're the sand man. You got any meal prep? (laughs) I guess so. We have uh, thank you to everyone who's joined the Discord. We're getting some activity in the Discord. want to give shout-outs to people who joined this week. We got Michael K., who joined and posted a tremendous dish. Unbelievably it looked delicious so good. looking salmon with peaches, g- amazingly healthy looking greens that also looked delicious, like broccolini, I believe. Or like and I think broccolini and a kale salad. Oh my God. Yeah, it looked outstanding. I kind of want that right now. It was great, great. summer treat, light and also vivacious. Nice. We got Brainiac 2KO joined. Coming in, silent killer. I don't think he's, he's said anything, but you love to see the appearance of Brainiac 2K. Oh, in Discord. <laughs> I like how you barely spoke there. You like malfunctioned like a Brainiac 2K. I'm a robot here, Lance. We're doing this over Zoom. I'm firing all cylinders. And we got Zachy. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I know Zachy. It's not wacky. It's, it's not whack. That's good. A, a silent, but strong, but silent Brazerback. Good. I don't think we've ever talked about Zachy. No, and we have Zachy at one time. It was highly complimentary of the pod, and he had alerted me to some audio issues that I think we fixed. He's great. So he's a West Coast Razorback. Great, great. Welcome to the Discord, Razorbacks. If you're not in Discord, get in there. We got great food pictures. We got me versus Seidel and his sloppy lasagna, and we got Zachary Schnackery throwing in great news articles. We got news articles. We got. Just general banter, restaurant reviews at the, at Newport. I'm in Newport, Rhode Island, Razorbacks. I was going to take a picture, but it'll go into my highlights. There's a place called Pasta Beach. So it's your two favorite things. But the beach for sure. I love the beach. And in Newport, never been. But it sounds like it's a uh, – my parents went there recently. It sounds like it's a great place. Yeah, it's good. You want me to elaborate, but I'm not going to yet. Anyway. The in the Discord. Oh, if you want to join the Discord, you can join it. There's like it's like an invite link on our Instagram bio, or you could email the Brazebits email Brazebits at gmail.com, or you could shake Jesse down for it. Shake me down, take him into Shake Shack, and I'll serve you up a double stack of Discord with extra sauce. A double stack of Discord. Check out Jesse's Pasta Corner where Miss Snackery posted a delectable dish. She she asked you, she said, are you Kevin telling me you wouldn't eat this? Maron. And it was an amazing cavatelli with shrimp. Mark Maron. Mark Maron. It looked delectable. If they served that up to me, I, I would eat every last drop. But, of course, the star of the dish is the shrimp. The I knew you were going to say that. That left shrimp, it was popping off the image. It was popping off the page. It looked delectable. I yeah, can't. But then I, it's, 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 this I is got a mouthful. You, this is where you go wrong, though. There's these four. You can check this picture out if you join the Discord, but there's four large jumbo, jumbo Elliot shrimp. Yeah. In this cavatelli. But it's, it's, 
it's one of these things where the shrimp looks like it's the star, but you're going to devour the four shrimps pretty quickly. And then you got all the cavatelli left. And this is where in your theory of the world, the dish is over. And that is such a sad and dissatisfying way to live. Kristen Cavatelli, I, I'm done with Jake Cutler. I'm not done with that shrimp. All I would be thinking about is how am I going to ration the shrimp? I'd probably, be honest, I'd go two straight off the bat, just crushing the two. Then I'd be like, now I'm going to, I want my last bite to be shrimp. So I'd be like kind of moving the cavatelli around on the plate. Next thing you know, the shrimp are gone and I'm asking for more shrimp. Yeah, it's absurd. Great on the schnackeries for the pasta dish. I got the schnackeries and the schnecks. We got a lot of schnecks going on. I'm schnecking over here. I'm schnecking on the shot. Hey. That was the meal prep I was going to talk about. I was talking about the, the Discord and all the, the, the great interactions we've had. The only additional meal prep I wanted to bring up, uh, Zachary Snackery also put this in. A Kitchen Arts and Letters, nah, White Waxman has died. Kitchen Arts and Letters is this cookbook store on the Upper East Side, like 92nd or 93rd and some avenue on the East Side. And I had actually gone there the when Kate and I started dating, we one day for like the holidays, we decided to do a day of things in the city. And I'll run you through the day. We got lunch. I met her at Grand Central, got lunch at some fast casual place. Then we went to the High Line. And at this point, the High Line had been open for like four months and nobody was on it. And to this day, it was the best High Line experience. It was literally empty. Who knew that? You know, going forward, it would just be packed all the time. No line then, in the Highline. Then we went to this place, Kitchen Arts and Letters. And it is just a cookbook store known in the food community for chefs, but also for people. And it's just set up. It's not like these bookstores today where everything's Instagram, trendy. It's just a bunch of books in a store. And it was a pleasure. It's kind of small, but it was a pleasure to peruse Carlos Peruser. Nice. And I bought, I believe I bought a book by the naked chef, Jamie Oliver. Wow. Oliver's treat. I stripped down. You guys started to fall in love at this place. So where your love was kind of born. Indeed.com. Then we went to, we saw a movie, Young Adult, Diablo Cody, one of your favorite uh, directors. Writer, directors. Never seen that. It was good. And then we went to Frankie's which is now in our current neighborhood. Wow. It was on the lower, there's a lower East side Frankie's. Wow. But this kitchen arts and letters was a staple. The founder has died, which is sad, but it's a, I hope it's one of those places that makes New York unique and interesting. And if it was to not be there, New York would be a worse place. Fantastic. Had no idea. Never heard of it, but because of the discord, now I know all about it. And I wonder if Snackery knew that's where your, you and Kate's love was, was planted the seed. He didn't. Seed 2.0. The roots. Seed, seed funding. I'm a venture fund, Lance, and I think you have a lot of growth in your pants. I mean, uh, I got Lance in my pants. No, you don't. If you use discount code Lance in my pants, you can get 10% added to your Buffalo bill. I feel like we're a little bit not on the same wavelength today. Why not? It's on me. I can't even like hear myself. I, I think it's the, the acoustics of this room. <laughs> you have headphones on. I know, but... You're you're in vacation mode. You're not used to getting back into the pod kitchen. You just were you were on the beach. I'm working on vacation. That's how dedicated I am to the pod. Wow, you, you consider this work? 
Yeah. I, this is leisure for me. For me, it's work. It's a chore. <laughs> it seems like a chore. I'm dragging through the mud. You're a tough mudder. Chore. Uh, I would say Lauren Michaels, but chore doesn't really doesn't really get there. No. Jersey chore. All right. All right. The chore acts. He speaks for the che- the trees. Nice. Now we're grooving hot. Now we're really coming in. You got any highlights? I got a highlight, Lance. You're really gonna love this one. You're gonna you're gonna soup this bad boy up, Lance. This past weekend, I put on a bathing suit, I drove to the beach, and I went in the ocean. That's it. So last week, my 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 highlight. You said I yapped on. I want to give my time <laughs> back to the pot. You said this is a, this is this is work. How did the, how the ocean feel? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Perfect temperature these days. It was a highlight. How is the salinity? Salinity? Salinity in barns? It was a... I mean, I, I, can, I can talk for hours about this ocean. It, it was... The waves were perfectly calm, but also rideable. I was doing some body surfing. The temperature was a little cold going in, but then refreshing once you fully plummeted Jake Plummer into the water. The saltness, the brininess. I was at home. My first dip into the ocean this summer, dipping dots. I haven't been in the water yet here. You gotta go in, Lance. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you go in, but you gotta go in. I was gonna go in today, but it didn't work out. You don't even dip a toe? <laughs> I no, I haven't dipped a toe yet. I just it's, it's like a natural attraction to me. I get to the beach, it's like I gotta see what the temperature's like. I wanna see what's going on over there. It's just one of those I you're wearing the hat. Kate loves the beach. She loves the ocean. Does Kate go in the ocean? She went in the ocean today, yeah. You don't join your 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 wife in the ocean? Well, today what happened was we this was the first time there's a pool here. So we went to we've been to the pool. The this is our third day here. And I guess my I'll go into so my highlight right now, I'm in Newport, Rhode Island on a vacation with uh Kate, my wife, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, and uh future likely they don't they don't listen but they'll get engaged soon i'm pretty sure and if they don't then this is for posterity but so five of us on a little vacay and newport rhode island i have been here this is my third time here it's the summer so it's peak time not my favorite but it's, it's still great obviously it's the best of everything there's there's something for everyone there's a beach which, you know, is the big summer highlight, but it's kind of just like a bustling summer town. There's a lot of boat stuff. If you're a boat person, there's a ton of history. There's like these old, a lot of these old mansions, you know, all the Gilded Age people had mansions here. So some of the mansions have like mansion tours and it's a pretty popular thing. Great restaurant, shellfish, but also not shellfish. Last night we went to this great Italian restaurant. Tonight, I think we're going to a seafood situation. Very walkable. And it just feels like the vibes and energy of like a nice summer town. We're going to get emotional. I wish I was there with you. Thanks for the invite. I, w- I would be, Kate and I on the beach, we'd be frolicking. I would be playing bocce ball with her father. I'd be throwing a football with her, your brother-in-law. I, I, I got to get involved. I'll drive up. Get you me involved. Up. Get involved. You got a couch? Join the PTA. I'll volunteer, Lance. If you have a bathtub... Give me a towel. I'm, I'll bring the Sandman. Yeah, we got a chair right there. You can sleep. 
You can sleep on the chair. I'll sit standing up. Comedy. You're there for a week. That's, I mean, that's, that's good living. Lance. There for a week. I mean, it's, there was a vacation that was supposed to happen during COVID, which obviously got canceled. So this is kind of like, you know, we, the five, we haven't really gone on a vacation. So this is it. The Michael Jackson movie. This is us. <laughs> this is, this is fantastic. I'm, I'm moonwalking Lance. Yeah, but it's a great vibe. And what's great about this group is that we all kind of know, you know, in certain groups, I feel like you can't acknowledge like what people like and what people don't like. So we've basically figured out the things that everyone like needs to have and like, you know, so that type of thing. So it it just, it's, it's perfect. Everyone, everyone, um, we're spending time together, obviously, but at the same time, there's enough flexibility to do your own thing. And we know that it's just great. It's, uh, I feel like there's some groups where, it's like you're doing a thousand activities and there's someone who's like steering the ship, but doesn't necessarily have everyone's desires and, and needs considered, but this is, this is not one of those. Sounds fantastic. That is, yeah. that is a bad part about a group vacation. You feel like you're always negotiating schedules, trying yes. to line up what we're doing. It's great when everyone kind of knows each other so well that you, you can kind of do your own thing, but also have, and it's okay. Like, like, yeah, nobody's like, okay, nobody's like offended or anything either, but we just, we just know what, what everyone wants, what you want, what you want, what you really, really want. Yeah. So, so it's been good. And tomorrow I'm going to go to Joseph a bank. Getting a suit at the beach. No, I'm going to get, I need, so we're going to this nice, like this nice restaurant on Thursday and I need a button down. I, I have a button down, but I don't have, I, I wearing, I'm going to wear shorts because I don't really have khakis and it's not a suit. It's not a suit situation. Khaki pants for me, unfortunately, because my calves are so large, either they're like so tight that it looks crazy or they don't fit my waist. So khaki pants are very difficult for me. So I'm going to wear shorts, but I don't have shoes that are, I'm not a boat shoes guy, really there was a phase where I tried and it really just didn't, it's not who I am. So I have like dress shoes, but those will look ridiculous with shorts. So I realized I need some loafers. You're going for a loafer. Huh? So I'm going to get some loafers. Meatloaf. What about Sperry's? I'm, I'm, those are I'm, like boat shoes. Those are like boat yeah, shoes. I don't like any of those shoes. No, they're, they, they, they make you less Jewish. It's like, if you wear them, you're not Jewish anymore. So I can't wear them. That's, uh, that is a tough spot to be in. A nice place where you're wearing shorts. The shoes is key. You could always wear like a nice sandal. No. I, yeah, I have the flip flop. I have sandals with their flip flops, and I'm not going to get nice sandals. That's, yeah. When am I going to wear nice sandals? Wear heels. Why don't you go, go and drag a little bit? Throw on a pair of Jimmy Choo's and just kind of bend the, the gender. In like your- Beckham. Yeah. I could see you wearing a couple of high heels. I'll heel. You got a hat. You got a girl's hat on. This is my hat. Whose hat is it anyway? I'm getting into character. Have you guys been watching any TV? Yeah, we've been watching, we've been watching The Sopranos. Love that. And actually, this is a, just a group dynamic situation. It's, it's a little bit on me, but everybody else in the group is currently watching that show White Lotus. Have you heard of this? I've heard about this. Haven't seen this. Yeah, and they're all like talking about it all the time, and I'm like the odd man out. 
Wow. But I, I kind of revel in that. You know me. You do. You, you ride the revel scooters around. You, you, you love the go. Oh, I, I, I have nothing to say. I, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Then I can just like zone out. Cal zone. How many Spielberg movies have you seen? None. I saw my parents over the weekend too. I, I'll get into that later, but wow, sounds they good. were like, you haven't drove with, I, I didn't show him the clip and he was like, you haven't seen, what do you, what do you mean? You haven't seen Spielberg movies. It's his fault. I told you. It's all on Druid. Yeah. I feel like growing up, I, I watched mostly Nickelodeon, though. If we're, talking, we're, if we're talking overall, what I, I watched. Was, I was a big Nicktoon by. guy. Big Nicktoon guy. Nick and Knight. I don't think I really watched school. that. No Nick and Knight? No, I think it was too risque for me. Nick Cannon? He came to uh, our high school a few years after I graduated. To do what? Like announce, um, actually, the Plum sister started this foundation for girls with scoliosis and she won some national award. And then he came to the school because he was like part of the charity. I don't remember exactly. Very cool. Shout out to the plum sister. Shout out to Nickelodeon Lance. I'm I'm starting to get craved up to watch some Nickelodeon. Whenever I think about Nickelodeon, I always think about going on YouTube and watching old shows against nostalgia. Well, that's good because you're not going to have to do that this week. Why is that Lance? Because this week we're doing our top nine favorite Nickelodeon characters. Holy moly macaroni. You sent over a Ringer article that they did a tournament style of listing out some of the big Nickelodeon characters. It got me revved up. Which I did not read at all. I just saw it pop up and I said, oh, that'd be an interesting top nine. I sent it to you and then I forgot about it. One thing about this vacation, I haven't been bringing my phone anywhere and it's been so great. That's, that's, that's fantastic. It is, it's, you actually, it's a little bit sad. Like I re, you realize how much people are on their phone when you don't have one. We were walking around last night. There's this in the hotel, there's this kind of like, it's on, I guess, I don't even know if it's like a, whatever the water is. And there's like these Adirondack chairs that face the water and you can like sit on them and, you know, watch the sunset or just like hang out. And there was this group of like five people sitting there. And they were just all on their phones. Yeah, that's what happens. It is what happens. It's, it's what embarrassing. Happens. You got to unplug. You got to rewind the, the Nickelodeon shows. That's right. So we're doing our top nine Nickelodeon characters. I think this will be a nice one. This will be a great one. This is just a different – this is the same subject with a different subject. We can take this out if you, if you don't want to do it. What do you think about this for the Discord? Posting our top nines on the Discord before the episodes come out and having the people on the Discord vote on what is the better top nine. I love that. And then we have like or, a keep track, like a record. So people on this the only, the only The only problem is that I think... It'll be obvious? No, like, yeah, who's is who's. And then does, I think, does it, does it ruin the listening experience? Well, we're not going like, to announce until, the, I guess, the following week who won on the Discord voting. Because we'll, we'll post the, the Discord. Oh, that's true. Really like if I was it? listening, I wouldn't want to know what someone's right. top nine. No, I guess Romaine let us know if Brazerbacks. Maybe what we'll do is we'll yeah Romaine let us know after you listen to this part. But maybe what we could do also is we could say, hey, this week's was. Right. You could do your predictions. Right. Something like that. We'll we'll figure it out. Summer I think it would add a little juice to the squeeze yeah. of the top nines. But this yeah. week we're doing our top nine Nickelodeon characters, Lance. This is going to be interesting. Oh, enough. Get on base, Lance. My number nine, it's a little cheating. It's two people. 
but I think you'll see, you'll accept it. It's uh, Boris and Minka from Rugrats. <laughs> Jesse's cracking up. Minka. Did not see that coming. They're just, they're Stu's parents, I believe. Because Dee Dee's dad is grandpa, right? Yeah. I definitely remember Boris and Minka. I have no idea whose parents they are. I'm pretty sure they're Stu's parents. They're Tommy Pickles' grandparents. Okay. And they're from Russia or... You would assume so. Boris. Assume so, but just they're the most... They're so Jewish, but they're also not like any negative stereotype. They're just like the most Jewish cartoon characters of all time. They argue... They yell at each other. They celebrate Passover. The Passover episode is one of the best cartoon episodes of anything of all time. And they're the stars yeah. of the show. It's a great Oika Volt. Always saying Oika Volt. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just what could you say? There's nothing negative to say about them. <laughs> I all, the only, I don't think they talk without screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Just an aggressive tone. <laughs> unsung characters they don't get a lot of shine they're only in like a handful of episodes yeah i don't, I don't even but they dominate the episodes about. they're in because grandpa is in like every episode but he's to me boris and minka vastly overshadowed all of the grandpa does is sleep in the chair <laughs> which is fine for grandpa that's what grandpas do yeah that's a good one my number eight is judy funny <laughs> doug funny sister Jesse, I don't know what he thinks is, is I funny. I don't remember Judy funny. You don't remember? Google her. I, I got to look her up. Oh, wow. Of course. The purple hat and the cool sun, cool glasses. Yeah. So she, number one, she was like the original hipster for people our age. I feel like everyone who's like, who was in like Bushwick Williamsburg like seven years ago was trying to be Judy funny in some wow. way. But also she was Doug's older sister I have a younger sister, but I never had an older sister. And I was always like a little bit fascinated of like what are older sisters like? So Judy funny was like my reference point where they would like go to poetry readings and say everything is like passe. Right. And like be ironic. And I feel like there was never, I never had an older person, like, uh, you know, like a person like that in my life. And part of me, I think always kind of wanted that. And I think I would have turned out to be a little bit different if I did have that type of person in my life. That's deep. You wanted a Judy funny in your life. Yeah. Overly dramatic, kind of too cool for school. Yes. Opposite of Doug. Exactly. I, I was similar. I didn't have any older siblings. My older cousins, Demarcus and Kirk were kind of my role models. Yeah. I mean, I had an older brother, but he was not at all like that. Got it. My number seven, I think you're going to think I have this guy higher up but number seven squidward tentacles <laughs> i forgot that was his last name tentacles <laughs> the, the squidward is a great character i was trying to do this bit i think it's a little bit too inside baseball and obviously there's most people have not seen spongebob over what our age age of like 33 34 yeah. but I think when you're a kid, you identify with SpongeBob, but when you're an adult, you identify with Squidward. Squidward sure. is like a walking noise, like person who calls in noise complaints. <laughs> he wants his peace. Life is like always kind of, there's a lot happening at him and he just kind of wants to take a bath and play his clarinet. 
And I like that and I love his negativity. But the problem with Squidward is he only kind of exists as a foil to SpongeBob. Mm. So without SpongeBob, the character of Squidward, and I think his whole kind of thing doesn't really work. Some might say I am SpongeBob to your Squidward. I think that would be true. I feel like I, th- I almost thought you were going to have Squidward your number one. That's what I thought. I thought you'd think yeah. I'd have Squidward way higher. You could play I the live think- action Squidward in the Broadway off the off Broadway show. SpongeBob. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm I'm Squidward. I'm Squidward. I'm Squidward. 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 <laughs> that was more. That was more of a Patrick. That was Patrick. That's with Patrick saying yeah. doing the Squidward. Yeah. Nah. I can't do the laugh. You got to love him enjoying the clarinet, though. Just showing his lighter. The thing with Squidward is, yeah, that he is a curmudgeon, but there are things he appreciates. And he never really gets to enjoy them. He kind of reminds me of the Trix Rabbit in that way, where he's never going to be at peace. And it's a little sad. I can't argue that. Yeah. And it has a deeper sadness than you really expect. But I think he, he revels in that. In the, in the kind of being the the foil to SpongeBob, I know, and he does it exist too much on, on his own. Exactly, that's that's the thing that I have number seven. I think without SpongeBob, his whole thing kind of falls apart. Right. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of with all these shows. I know, but just let me have this. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you on a, a, a silver plate. That was your number seven. My number nine from Rocket Power. It's Tito. Tito, the chef. At the stand where all the kids will go before they go surfing, he owns the Shore Shack. And I just remember this guy had the best vibes. He tells the best Hawaiian stories or like motivational, inspirational stories, ancient Hawaiian tales. I love the name Tito. One of my best friends growing up was named Tito. He's like friends with uh, Rocket Power guy's father, Ray Rocket. Raymundo. Raymundo, exactly. And just... The way he would tell stories and kind of, I feel, I feel like he had the coolest job. He was like flipping burgers on the beach at a shore shack. And just his energy is very, very wise. I love Tito, number nine. I thought you'd have Tito. I'm a so Tito he's guy. telling everyone my little cuz. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just good vibes. Yeah, he was too positive for I, me. That's going to be my whole list. I, these I actually guys. I actually don't have any Rocket I liked Rocket Power, but I don't have any characters. I thought about Reggie. The little great. Reggie was good. I also liked uh, Twister. Very cool as well. But there was just none of them that I really like. Really, Raymundo is an asshole. Yeah. Not, I was not a Raymundo guy. Yeah. I liked Lars, uh, Twister's older brother who's mean. Mm-hmm. You like these mean, dark guys. You like, And you like this as, as a kid, too? You like you? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you've always been the person you are. Wow, I did feel bad for uh, Squid. He was just like trying to keep up, and it wasn't like ever totally him. But they kind of just shoehorned him in. That's the way a lot of these these characters were. A lot of these shows were. There's always a, like some bullies. The kids got made fun of. Like two different sides of the coin, and it's kind of like us, Lance. You gotta love it. It is. You're such a bully. I, I try not to. Push you into a locker, but sometimes you have to hurt locker. My number eight is Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. I, when I was making this list, I remember watching Rocco's Modern Life, but I still have like no idea like what that show was or what. I had to look up like what was Rocco. He was a wallaby, which makes sense. And yeah. Adam, 
an anthropomorphic quality. I just remember thinking this show was absolutely, it's probably like my first drug experience watching this show. I feel like I was like tripping on something. It was so manic and chaotic. I loved it. I had no, I didn't know what was going on, but I was hooked to it. I loved Rocco zipping all around. Yeah. I was, I was attracted to it and didn't know why. Still don't know why. Love Rocco. Yeah. I don't have, I watched Rocco's modern life. All I remember is Rocco and heifer. Yeah. The cow. But I like you. Yeah. I think I was too young. I had no idea what was going on. I still don't know what was going on. And it just makes me, you're right. It's like being on drugs. Yeah. But I, just, I think the way it's clearly looked, like the people who made it are just like, this is why you don't do drugs. <laughs> I was reading about it. And then there's like, it was an Australian show. And the writer was like trying to, they were trying to get more edgy programming on Nickelodeon. And this was like their, their solution for that. I, I just love the, the visuals and kind of like the. I'm sure if it's one of those shows, if you watch now, I don't even remember anything about it. It was just so weird. Yeah. Like, I can tell you nothing other than there was like Rocco and he was like, Kind of sarcastic. Yeah. And, and then Heifer, song. Heifer was like an idiot. That's really all I remember. Sure. sure. There's like some other character. Life. Do you have a great intro song? Life. That's kind of all you need. Filbert. That was a character, right? Or is that Not another sure. show? Not sure. Yeah. I remember Rocco and Heifer. Just, just a wild show. My number seven is Mr. Krabs. Eugene Krabs. From the Krusty Krab, you gotta love his voice. He's got that piratey voice. All he cares about is just sl- slinging burgers, slinging Krabby Patties. And his daughter, Pearl, loves business and his daughter. Uh, just, it's always good vibes. He's always like trying to think of crazy solutions to, to figure out the uh, how to make money at the Krusty Krab. Yeah, more can you say, Mr. Krabs, number seven. SpongeBob, where's me money? <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Gar. The piratey voice. Oh, he's he's Eugene Krabs. Yeah, he's on my list, so I'll I'll wait. Love that. Love that. That was seven. That was your number seven. Yep. My number six is Phoebe from Hey Arnold. I can't knock it. I got. Now I'm starting to see see where this list is going. I got it. Where's it going? It's going downhill fast. <laughs> so Phoebe was Helga Pataki's like best friend slash sidekick. But I think if there was to be an antagonist in Hey Arnold, it was probably Helga. Helga had a crush on Arnold and was kind of mean and a bully. Phoebe was her best friend, but Phoebe was not like that at all. Phoebe was very smart. She was what one would consider a nerd. But And I think there were times where she got bullied for being smart, but she put those bullies in her place she hung out with everyone. She could hold her own. I believe she was Gerald's girlfriend at one point. And she just like made it. She like, didn't care. I, I feel like at that time, even if you were a nerd, you were supposed to be uncool. And she was just like, no, this is who I am. I'm smart. And, but I could also hang with everyone else. Uh, you know, Helga's my friend. For, I don't know. I didn't really totally understand that, but I guess they just needed to, but maybe she's like, I see, I see the vulnerability in Helga. I see the the gum statue of Arnold in her closet. I see. Do you remember the episode of Hey Arnold with um, Olga Pataki, Helga's older sister? Somewhat. And she was like, do- she, you know, she was like 
played the piano. She was beautiful. She like was like adored by her family and Helga was like the, the second fiddle. And then right. you kind of you see why Helga turned out right. the way she is. And maybe Phoebe saw that. And Phoebe said, you know what? There's life is more complicated than the shit. This TV show is making it out to be. I'm going to be your friend. She, she fantastic was just pick. I, I honestly, yeah. when you said Phoebe at first, I didn't know it was, I Googled her. You can't forget her. That face undeniable. It's Phoebe hired doll. But like you said, she's got layers, more layers than you would expect. It's a, it's a, it's a solid pick. Yeah. Hey Arnold, she's my only Hey Arnold character, which I think does the service. There are so many characters they did like on the show. Arnold was good. Stinky. I loved, he lived on a farm in the middle of the city. Stinky he, Stoop Kid? Stoop no, Stoop Kid, Stoop Kid was like a one-off person. He was he was like a one-episode wonder, right. but people just love Stoop Kid's afraid to leave a stoop. Legendary. But uh, Stinky got a sponsorship for Yahoo Soda, and he was a spokesperson. He said, Yahoo Soda, just drink it. And then he realized that all these advertising executives were making fun of him for being like a dumb redneck, basically. Very prescient. And then he said, I'm not just your dumb redneck spokesperson. And then he quit, I believe. Still don't totally remember. Stinky. And he lived on a farm in the middle of the city that apparently I read. I always thought it was New York, but apparently it was like a, supposed to be like a combination of Portland, Oregon, and Brooklyn, and somewhere else. These characters had so many layers. Phoebe was half Japanese, was born in Kentucky. I mean, this is just... The writers of these shows, they, they put so much so much texture and layers. You got to love it. I mean, if you're reading them like, what, like Wikipedia, I feel like the right, maybe the writers made that up. Hey, Arnold after. fandom. Probably. Yeah. That's a good My one. My number five. I feel like you have, you might have this person on your list. It's Nigel Thornberry. Mm. Hello. My name's Nigel Thornberry. Today, we're going to learn some nature. You don't know? Yes, don't no. have it. I was never a huge Thornberry fan. My sister loved the Wild Thornberries. Something about that show just the problem was none of the characters. He, Nigel was the only good character. I thought it's not, it's not very likable. Yeah, Eliza was like maybe there were people who liked Eliza. Not wasn't Eliza wasn't for me. Darwin was terrible. He was like the know it all, and Donnie was the 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 child they found, like right. in the. And he was didn't even talk, I don't think. So it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. But Nigel was like, hello, yeah. my name. He was just doing, he was like, he was like a, a combination of like, a, he was just like a, a David Attenborough, but also Steve Irwin at the same time. Right. And I just loved his, I guess they were Australian. And I just loved how he calmly, like the world, all this nature was happening around him, but he was so calm. Hmm. And he stuck the course of his show that he was doing, no matter what happened. And he just said, hello, I'm Nigel Thornberry. He like sounded so bored, but you could tell he was just in awe of the nature. Yeah, something about that show never hooked me in. Never, never got me going. My number four is Patrick Starr. Huge. Huge. I don't have Patrick, but I love that kid. Just someone who lives under a rock, who <laughs> thinks, I mean, just the, the setup of a character who is an idiot, but like thinks he's smart is, is unreal. And just some com of his, committed to what he does. Some of his lines are just impeccable. 
one of the best they're delivering a pizza i believe and he they look at a map or something and he's like east i thought you said west <laughs> and then spongebob would say it's it's west <laughs> you gotta love it you gotta he, love it they talk about one which is like something one bone he's like wombo wombo wing wombology the study of wombo it's third grade, SpongeBob. You gotta love it. You gotta love the passionate confidence in someone that dumb. Does he have a spinoff show? I feel like I, heard I like saw that and what a terrible movie. What a, he can't go. That's not going well. No chance. Why not? Patrick Starr deserves his own. No. Spin-off. Once you make that happen, it's give over. Give him his own. Give him his own nope. star. No. I could see Patrick doing stand up. I feel. I feel like he would. Yeah, he would be. be stand up. He would be good. Yeah, I would open for him. I remember there was. Um, there's an episode with his parents came and I feel like they were mean to him, that but I don't sense. totally makes remember. A lot of sense. Makes a yeah. lot of sense. I love it. I love the dynamic between him and SpongeBob. You can't They're great. Yeah. Fantastic. My number six, you're probably not going to have this guy. I wonder what you think of him. Number six, Chucky Finster, Lance. I'm pro Chucky. Everyone loves Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles is the high school quarterback. He's the number one guy. But I'm a Chucky Finster, Finster guy through and through. The best friend of Tommy Pickles. I feel like I am Chucky Finster. He's a worry wart. He's an overthinker. He's got freckles. He has red hair. I don't have red hair. But just those his red hair and his purple glasses. A scaredy cat. He's scared of monsters. This is overall vibe. But but I feel like he also he he, he becomes brave in certain moments. And also he's kind of the backbone for Tommy. Tommy's nothing without Chucky. The show's Rugrats, nothing without Chucky. You got to have Finster if you want to have pickles all day long. Yeah, I'm kind of neutral about Chucky. Wow. Surprising. He seems kind of annoying at times, but he had his moments. But he is what he was. He wasn't trying to force. He was a scaredy guy. He, he, he was kind of, I mean, I know you're not a Harry Potter guy, but he's like, it's the same dynamic of Harry and Ron Weasley, where Harry like gets all the credit. He's the celebrity. But Ron is like, he knows he's second fiddle and he's like kind of pissed about it, but also that he's just going to be, he's just going to be who he is within the circumstances that he's been dealt. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that about Chucky. Chucky embraces it. I don't think Chucky ever cared about being second fiddle with Tommy. He knew what Tommy was. He had his glasses too. Oh yeah. Those glasses glasses are good. Iconic with the red hair. Yeah. What a guy. My number five, we were talking about Hey Arnold. It's a little hacky, but he's I can't get enough of him. It is the football head himself. Hey, I'm talking Arnold. The little blue hat, the football-shaped head, the sweetness, the kindness, the size of my head, his optimism, his kindness, his quick triggeredness. He gets so angry so quickly. He's like, I feel he's, he's always on the edge of, of flipping out if, say, his like, nemesis came to see him do stand-up. and Say it, yeah, say say football head was doing stand-up and somebody came to see him and didn't know. I feel like he would lose his shit. Just iconic and a sneaky good athlete. What, what, what more can you say? I love his handshakes with everybody. The way he, he stands up for the little guy. Hey, Arnold. I, Arnold is good. I thought there were a few better characters. Phoebe, I liked better. Stinky, I liked better. I thought all the side characters in Hey, Arnold were like better than Arnold. The, the boarders who lived in the boarding house, Oscar Kakashka. Mr. Wynn? Yeah, but Ernie Potts? Everyone loves these little characters, but not everybody could be the main guy, the, the, the title character. I think Oscar Kokoschka would have a much better show than Arnold. Oscar Bosch. That would be an incredible show. 
You'd just be going around trying to get money from people. Arnold's not your typical number one guy. Big Bob. You have a show about Big Bob and his Beeper Emporium? It'd be that, incredible. That could be something. <laughs> that has legs. Beeper Emporium with Big Bob? That, I can Do you remember? That. Did you ever watch the Hey Arnold movie? Sure, of course. Do you remember the plot? No, of course not. It was Big Bob was going to buy, like, tear down the whole neighborhood to oh, buy the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the new head for the new headquarters of Big Bob's Beeper Emporium. Right. Someone should have told Big Bob that Beaver is going to be obsolete two years after that movie was made. I can see Big Bob pivoting, like pivoting the, I don't know, some, something. He would, yeah, he would do like uh, technology for something else. Like uh, phone, like um, he'd do like cell phones, but they'd be like a scam. Yeah. Portable chargers. Yeah. Oh, he'd be a big portable charger guy. Yeah. I could see that. Cell phone, started selling phone cases. All these side And then he'd start selling like, uh, he'd start selling bongs. <laughs> Big Bob's bongs? <laughs> yeah. I could see that. My number four, it's Gerald. I, I love Gerald, Lance. Uh, back to Gerald and Arnold, the, the handshakes, the, the positivity, the love between the couple of guys. But, uh, I got nothing more to say about Gerald. I love him. He's got the best hairstyle out there. Fresh. Fresh to death. Always wanted a best friend like uh, Gerald to my Arnold. The handshakes, the hair, the suaveness. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald was good. He also, yeah, he, he was a good character. I think. Always had your back. He, he always had Arnold's back. I think that, yeah, I mean, he, he was a good character. I agree. I thought I'm trying to think about the other like the other male characters. Like Harold was kind of annoying. Didn't like Harold. He could be good, but he's kind of annoying. He was Jewish. Kind of annoying. <laughs> Gerald, like when Arnold, like Arnold would flip out, and I feel like Gerald would always like calm him down. Calm him down. Keep him cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna calm you down. You're not my Gerald. No, you're my. You're my Squidward. <laughs> I am your Squidward. Yeah, remember Curly? He was like kind of, and Eugene. Remember Eugene? Oh, yeah. Curly pulled. Curly pulled the shows. Curly pulled the fire alarm. Do you remember that episode? Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. pulled the fire alarm, <laughs> and I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those kind of characters scared me because I could uh, Curly see was like little friends being like that. No, Curly was a freak. That was your number four. Yep. My number three is Stew Pickles. Stew. Stew Pickles. Stew Pickles just kind of took the fall for you know just what being a dad makes you end up being i felt like a, like Stu pickles always found himself in moments that you just are in because you're a dad and i see myself getting into those moments wow. i'll give you a very small example today give me a stew one this is not exactly but so we we're at the beach there's a lunch place like breakfast lunch place it's about like 20 minute walk from the beach but it's very good so we're okay now we're gonna walk there get sandwiches bring them back so we get there. It's a long line. They say it's going to be 45 minutes because it's like really busy. And we're like, ah, it's too long. So then we walk back. Kate at this point is like, I just want to go in the water. Like, you know, is a little upset about the situation. I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. It's okay. So I decided to go to like the beach shack and get the sandwiches for everyone. And I order. It takes, takes a while. You know, it's this beach shack operation. They... 
give us our sandwiches, I realized they forgot one. So I have to go tell them that they forgot one. And they're like, it's like a bunch of 15 year olds who are running this operation. And they're like, they're, they're not, they're like blaming me, you know, that type of thing. And so they're like, all right, we'll make it, but we have to make everyone else's orders who ordered in between, which was like 25 people. So I just had to sit there and wait for them to make one chicken Caesar salad wrap. And then everyone was like, I was, everyone was like so hungry because it was, we were initially, it was like two hours since we initially, it's like Stu Pickles. Stu Pickles one time broke his back from like falling, repairing something on the roof. He was always making like sarcastic, he was like always exhausted. And I just exhausting tale. You had to swallow. I feel like you, you didn't have like the goal to kind of like throw down and be like, like you either get angry or you have to absorb the blow in that situation. Stu is just absorbing the blows of life and he's doing it in a way that makes him like a little bit bitter, but he takes it good naturedly. Right. Right. It's a good one. And underratedly, maybe the funniest character on the show. Stu P. Yeah. I think Stu and Chucky have a, the, the, the one and one. My number two is Mr. Krabs. Huge. Eugene. Gene Crab. Yeah. I mean, you really undersold him. You said, what do you say? He, he's obsessed with flipping burgers. No, he's only obsessed with making money. No, no, no. I said his business. It's his he's singular. For the business. Flipping burgers was Tito. Tito loves flipping burgers. Mr. Krabs' singular obsession is making money to the point where he's blunt and honest about it. And he really is what most people who own a business or an enterprise are, but refuse to actually say out loud. And I just love that everything, you know, it's like, you can't do this because where's me money? And it's always about money. And, and his daughter, Pearl. Pearl. Always money or Pearl. And he's got dollar signs in his eyes all the time. He loves money. And there's a little bit of Eugene Krebs in all of us. Sure. But a funny guy. I feel like he, he cares all about money, but if he's, he's able to, he knows he's got to run a business and he still wants people coming in and he knows, he knows his customers. But the end game is always money. Sure. He doesn't, he's only nice to people because they pay him money. Yeah. Every, his motivation is always money and he's honest about it. And no one <laughs> else in the world is except for Eugene Krebs. It makes sense. Last name is Krabs. Krusty. And my number one is Charlotte Pickles. No. <laughs> Your number one is Charlotte Pickles? My number one is actually Jonathan, Charlotte Pickles' assistant, who never makes an appearance on the show that she's always yelling at. Because Charlotte Pickles is a high-powered female executive. You never saw it at the time. And she proved... You don't have to be a man to be overworked, miserable, and never see your family. That is one of the worst decisions <laughs> you've ever made. She is, she's a witch. She's like Kellyanne Conway. Charlotte? No, yeah. she's not. She's just a high-powered executive. Yeah, but she, I don't know. She always rubbed me the wrong way. She always, always screaming at Jonathan. John, yeah. I, wanted to make, I wanted to make Jonathan my number one. <laughs> Because he was like bullied and he yes. did everything. Charlotte and, and he never made an appearance. He was invisible. He never made an appearance on the show as far as I know. Yeah, because she never invited and, him over. Yeah, but Charlotte shows that, you know, I think this was a time, right? There's, you know, not many female CEOs, not many, 
you know, women in these type standing <laughs> positions, but you could, Charlotte showed to all the young women, you too could be yeah. miserable, overworked and make a lot of money. She really showed it. You Google Charlotte Pickles. She's wearing a suit, like a, literally a suit and tie. Cause they couldn't, <laughs> they didn't know how to, a woman could be an executive without wearing a, a man's suit. She's, she's got like the, the portable phone. Oh, uh, it's the best. She's got her. Because I feel, I feel like, so, I feel like so many people, not men and women grew up to be Charlotte Pickles. She was probably the most influential character on the show. She said, work is my life and I'm always going to work and I'm not going to have a work-life balance. And this is what success is. And I think a lot of people, they took that to heart. Wow. I'm what a shy. character. I think she's the most realistic character out of all, out of anyone. That is, it's, it's, it's a shocking pick. I, sh- I shouldn't be surprised. But. And, then, and then she shows that if you don't pay attention to your family, you end up with Angelica. Exactly. That's, she's a bad mom. You got great, Eugene great character. Crabb, great character. All he cares about is money. <laughs> the only thing he cares about is dollar Charlotte signs. Pickles is incredible. And then because because, because these are kids shows and they actually show the morals of the world in more clearly yeah, than, these, than adult shows. These aren't the main characters. These are these little side characters that, as a They're kid, not, you're supposed to like. You're, Mr. Mr. Krabs you're is like, a, for the parents. Mr. Krabs is in the main cast. He's in the main ensemble. I think Charlotte Mr. Krabs. Pickles. Charlotte Pickles is great. I actually, at the last minute, switched them in. Mr. Krabs, number one, Charlotte, number two. But Charlotte, I think, is the most realistic. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I just don't love it. It's, it's an impressive pick. I, I, it's out of left field. I did not see it coming. Charlotte Pickles. It's like, it's like that. I haven't even thought of her. In probably over a decade, more than probably two decades. I, I think about Charlotte Pickles like, <laughs> like kind of frequently. That is bad. That is sickening. How do you? Wh- How is it sickening? I feel like she, as I said, she's like a precursor. She also does have po- like there is positive qualities about her. Like she doesn't like let people boss her around. I feel like you have a Charlotte Pickles fetish. Maybe. Maybe it's Maybelline. I mean, that's. That's wild. Thornberries. I mean, if you look at her uh, Wikipedia, it says she is a stern and caring mother who works hard to balance her career with the interests of her family. I saw. No I feel like she was there. just always, I feel like she was always on the phone and had always on the phone screaming at John. She was always on the phone. Yeah. There's no balance there, but that's what the, that's what society is today. Always on the phone, never paying attention. And that's your All these parents one. just like texting. Cause it's the most prescient character. You think if you went back in time to like nine year old Lance and said, Lance, who you like you watch a lot of Nickelodeon? Who who's your favorite character? You'd be like, Oh, I love I love Charlotte Pickles. There's no way. There's no chance. But she's the best character. It's so different than you. My number three is SpongeBob. I mean, what, what more can I say about SpongeBob? I am SpongeBob. The iconic voice, the delusion, his dynamic with everybody, his optimism, the pineapple under the sea. You watch the show, you watch it for Spongebob, he stay for the other characters, but the way he he fights through Squidward's negativity, the way he balances Patrick's stupidness with his own lightness, it's just, I can't get enough of Spongebob. I wish I could, I could just kind of take a little piece of all these guys. Chucky Finster, Spongebob, Tito from Rocket Power. Yeah, Spongebob's a good character. 
I think SpongeBob's greater asset is the way he makes the other characters around him behave. Which is a, it's a he's it's just big. so idealistic. SpongeBob reminds me a bit of you know Joey uh, at the Lantern. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> that's that's a little mean. <laughs> is it? But he's so like idealistic. He's a nice guy. He's always got a positive vibe to him. He's exactly. Yeah, I don't I think it's mean. It's, I think he just has like such a positive view on the world. Yeah. Or it comes across that way, at least. And those are the things I like to watch. And I like that on TV, especially. I like watching those kind of characters and those kind of TV shows. I don't know why. It just makes me feel better about my outlook on the world. Maybe it's not realistic. Maybe it's not, you know, these business-minded Nickelodeon (laughs) characters that you're obsessed with. My numero dos is a cool cat. It's Otto Rocket. I was obsessed with Otto Rocket. I loved how cool and smooth he was but also how focused he was he was a big time surfer skateboarder sweet dreadlocks always wearing his sunglasses always nice to everybody i feel like he was like the cool kid in school but he wasn't like like a bully cool he was like a cool kid who was like nice to everybody relatable to everybody focused on his sports feel that the girls liked him but he never really like cared that the girls liked him i don't rock it just just uh my number two yeah, he's a, he's a good character, but there's almost not it's like it's almost like too simple's not the right word, but I feel like there was nothing like didn't feel like he had any demons. <laughs> what are you talk, we're talking Nickelodeon characters, Lance. <laughs> You're looking for demons. What do you mean? I want some demons. <laughs> now you want demons. Were you a little kid looking for demons? I think all the time. Oh Demon God. Deacon. <laughs> the Deacon Theater. Yeah, no, I don't have no demons. That's why I loved him. I don't. Yeah. I don't want a character from Nickelodeon. I can't. I can't get behind demons. him. I like. I at least like Squid. It was like the new kid and had a hard time. Yeah, to me that's it's it's hard. To at watch. least uh, Maurice, uh, who was uh, Twister, had a brother that tormented him. At least Reggie was like doing all these sports, and she that was a woman. So people were like, you know can you do these sports because you're a woman Otto is just like hey you're you're cool and you're good at these sports Otto's the man boring not boring all those other like the Twister getting bullied by his older sibling it makes me anxious it makes me like I, I, I want to watch a show where it's, it's just it's like it's comfort food make, make me feel better it makes me feel better when like Twister gets bullied and then he like overcomes it I'm right well my number one definitely got some demons but overall, a great guy. It's Doug Funny. You got to love Doug Funny. He's a multi-layered character. I love that he wears the same outfit. We I feel like we've talked about Doug Funny before. But he's easily angered. He's quick trigger, similar to, to Arnold a little bit. Loves banana pudding. He's a lefty. Easily provoked. The way he's around other characters is, I feel, very relatable to that. Last name funny, first name Doug, number one. Yeah, he's a good character. I can't knock you on that. He's always yeah. nervous. He's always second guessing himself. Yeah. I think he made you feel like it was okay to like not be sure of things. Right. Right. And be like, you know, his crush on Patty Mayonnaise, he was always so nervous. Right. I feel like as a kid, that was pretty relatable. Sure. But also one thing, the, the imagination, the quail man. The imagination, quail man. One thing I didn't understand was his hair situation. He went bald young. He went bald at age nine. But power, more power to him. 
Same outfit, that green vest with the slacks. Yeah, and he like it. It was like he clearly was not a cool guy, but that was okay. Right, but he was the 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 show was about him, so it was like kind of about how he, yeah, went wrong in the world. I liked it. It was a good show. He was a good character. He would have been. He was my number like eleven or twelve. Right, Judy was better in my estimation. Unbelievable. If we put these this list on the Discord, it'd be so <laughs> obvious who's is who. I would be interested to see who, who yours is very specific, and you had a lot of these these wily characters that I haven't thought about in two decades. Yeah, let me find. I got to find my phone to get Phil's predictions. Okay. How luck we are! I think he meant to say how lucky we are. Wow, that's a slip up, Phil. Typo. <laughs> how lucky we are to get a taste of childhood, which is naturally a big old vat of green slime. <laughs> <laughs> slime me phil very eager to hear which television character chiseled our artisan into the sweet-footed magician he is now <laughs> wow pull a rabbit out of your ass <laughs> snag me some scooby-doo fruit snacks a high c and a peanut butter sandwich with no crust because <laughs> i'm ready to watch talking sponges <laughs> that sounds like a dream phil Without any further ado, here's which Nicktoon characters give our artisan glee. Nigel Thornberry. Oh, no. Phil, I'm not a Thornberry guy, through and through. Sandy Cheeks. Ooh, that's a good one. I love a good Sandy. A lot of love the helmet. Tommy Pickles. Never a big Tommy guy. What was Chucky Finster? I mean, I love Tommy, but I feel like Tommy's the, he's the classic. I'm on the nose. Yeah. Arnold. Bang, bang. Love Arnold. Love the small hat. Doug Funny. Bang! Numero uno, <laughs> Phil. Thank goodness. Good for you, Phil. And bonus, Helga Pataki. Not a big Helga guy. She also stressed me out. Pataki wacky. Kate comes in with some LPPs. Here's some Nickelodeon LPPs sent to you from the beach. Don't worry, there's not a cooler in sight. Glad Kate is on the beach. Hopefully one day she could drag Lance into the water. I'm not anti-cooler. I'm pro-cooler. I'm anti-sandwich in cooler. Just to specify again this whole debate. She comes in with some LPPs. Doug Funny. Yeah. Stu Pickles. Boom. Bang. Bang. Helga Pataki. Close. I mean, this is a tough <laughs> list for her to predict. I don't know if... She would have had to go into the, the deep files. I mean, how do you... This is impossible. Charlotte Pickles. If she got Charlotte Pickles, I would, there would have been insider trading. Uh, Skeeter. Ah, oh, that's a good one. I, yeah, Skeeter was good, but I like Judy better. Patty Mayonnaise. Good, yeah. She said, because we were talking about the shows, and she said she liked... Doug was her favorite, and she said... We were talking about Hey Arnold, and she said... You know, something, the way they drew those characters, just creepy. These cartoon, like these animators are so creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Super creepy. And they're like, they're drawing it for kids. Yeah. SpongeBob. Nah. Squidward. Bang. And Patrick Starr. Bang. Ends on a nice little hot streak. Thank you to Kate and Phil for the predictions. You want to get into some quabs? Let's do it. Quabmire. Let's do it. I'll start. Mine is not so much a QAB as it's an appreciation. 
Okay. So I went to my niece's birthday party in Jersey City over the weekend. And it was, we drove. Hold on, I have having some, some issues with my setup. Wow, the big hat. <laughs> Wait, that big hat's been on top of the headphones this whole time? Yeah. Wow, smart. So we have, um, so it was in Jersey City. We live in Brooklyn. We drove there. And then we we drove straight to Rhode Island after the party. Road dogs. Road dogs. And this was the party was at three on Saturday. So we drove across town. And at that time, it's always pretty bad traffic, which we were anticipating. So I said, let's leave like an hour and 15 before the party starts. That should be enough time. Wasn't enough time. It took like a little over an hour and a half. So we were a little late. We were on Canal Street for about a good 40 minutes, not moving. Oof. During this time, you know, cars are crazy, trying to cut in lanes and pulling these ridiculous maneuvers. Something happened that I'd never seen before. A car decided to just, uh, instead of switching lanes, just go onto the sidewalk and drive on the sidewalk for a good half a block. On Canal Street? On Canal Street. I I don't know how... And then just like made a right, turned onto Sixth Avenue, made a right, and that was it. I love and that. didn't do it because that could be very. I mean, it's it's obviously dangerous, but it, when it went on the sidewalk, it went you know like five miles an hour. So you know, because if you're going normal speed, it's obviously. But there was like a guy outside, like a you know Canal Street souvenir shop, who was just like dying of laughter. We were laughing. It was just like a light, great moment that I couldn't do anything but respect and then literally probably like 20 seconds after that sirens started blaring and we're like oh is this person getting like uh you know i'm sure that's a huge massive ticket but just turned out there was like an ambulance or fire so that person just got away with it i'm surprised you like that i I mean that's that's what i do on the highway we were talking about all these things that you were like jesse would probably do this and that and if you did that i mean i would respect you it was just so crazy that you had to you couldn't do anything yeah. but respect it. I don't have the balls to do that. That's like a next level it like drove past like the subway entrance. It was amazing. You gotta you gotta wonder if that's the first time he's done that, he or she. Like is that is that a a usual move in traffic? I mean it that's saved crazy. it saved probably fifteen to twenty minutes. That's huge. And well, yeah. I, I would love it is, it's obviously questionable, but it was just done in the, that is the way you would do it. Like it was just, an, it was impressive. It's next level. It's a need for speed. Yeah. That's too fast, too furious. Well, did not expect you to like that. This is, this has been a, a you've been all over the place this episode, Lance. You, you reveal when you, it gets you on vacation mode at the beach, get, you show all the different layers and, and flavors you got. Tiramisu. Scrumptious. My QAB, I was at sitting at a bar by myself having dinner, and I like a little banter with the uh, bartender. I like I like when a waiter comes over and has like the classic jokes. But I'm sitting next to another guy who's by himself. He finishes up his uh, dinner, cleans the plate, and the bartender comes over. I'm literally like, right next to him, and he comes over and is like, "Oh, you didn't like that, huh?" And they have like, they share a laugh. I even I I like when they do that. It's, it's, it's a good line. He's like, oh no, I hated it. 
I'm, I'm right there. I'm, I'm kind of smiling and laughing. My, uh, I got a, a New England clam chowder. A soup comes to me. I finish it up. Guy comes over to me. It's, a, it's literally about four minutes later. Oh, you, did, you didn't like that, huh? It just, it felt like a smack in the face. I felt like I, I felt like I, the guy, there's nothing unique. Is it, does this guy say it to everybody? You couldn't think of another line? There's no other, I understand we're stand-ups, we, re, we reuse jokes, but I felt such as like a transactional moment where like, you gotta be better than, you know, I was right here thir- a few minutes ago, you used the same line on this guy and I liked it. To do it on me, I felt used, I felt like a, I just I felt like a piece of meat, and I I I felt I did a fake laugh, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna send it back. It's just I understand it's hard out there in, in these streets, but yeah, get, get more creative than that, or be more aware of the lines we're using. That's it. It's a transaction. You ate dinner at a bar. But what do you expect? You gotta have a secondary line. You had the same. Oh, you didn't like that. Oh, you didn't like that, huh? Does he say it about everything? Does he say it to everybody who finishes their food? You got to have something else or just say, how'd you like it? It doesn't have to be a, a clever line. Maybe he didn't know, you know, have you ever done like a, a few shows in the same night and you forget if you did the yeah. bit already in a show? Yeah, it felt like that. Because he said it so genuinely and so like, like, like that he was so like clever and that I would never... Uh, I don't know. I, I I guess I sometimes feel like sometimes if I have a little banter with a bartender that it's weird. I know I know that you want a real experience, but the truth is none of us are special. And uh, that's the reality. It's a cold, hard reality. I got to take this call. It's Charlotte Pickles. I'm not, I'm not going to be your Jonathan. I'm not going to allow you to... Uh, I still have an idealistic SpongeBob <laughs> Hey Arnold view on life. But I also have the Chucky Finster in me. I'm a scaredy cat. I think it's nice. So this is my default, that every experience is not going to be – it's going to be just fine. And it's a plus if it's, like, great. I'm not, anti- I'm not excited. I'm not, I'm not going to build myself up for something that I feel like is never going to reach it. So I have a – obviously, there's some situations, like we're going to this dinner tonight, and my expectation is that the fish is going to be good because it's supposed to be a good fish restaurant. But am I going in there thinking it's the best fish I'm ever going to have? No. So if that ends up happening, then it's only a plus. Right. Which I think is a fine way to live. I just don't like when kind of the magic is, is, is kind no, of... The, ma- the magic the, is extinguished. The, it's, the trick. The magic trick is, like, is, is revealed right in front of you. I like, to say, I like to believe in the magic a little bit. Or at least try to fool me. Yeah, I feel like I'm making... I'm, I'm like always thinking about how the magic is made. So it's like, I want you... Once you make the sausage, then. Right. Want to bring in the closer? Let's do it. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Beats. 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 Boom sauce. Episode 90 in the books, Lance. Got it in the plug? I do. I keep forgetting to talk about it. I meant to talk about it way before and I forgot. I'm doing a recording on September 26th and would love for Brazerbacks to come. It 
the link to the tickets is in my Instagram bio. And doing a, I was supposed to do a stand-up recording at the end of March of 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen, and I'm doing it at the end of September. Huge. 30 men? I think it's going to be more than that. I wow. think it'll be maybe uh, 42 men. Holy we'll miracle. see. Exciting stuff. The comedy yeah. shop. Yeah. Sweet yeah, song. so I have that, and I'll promote it more heavily. But thanks to a few people who bought tickets, so thank you for the advanced tickets. That's good. That's huge. Getting the yeah. ball rolling. Yeah. Sign up for the Discord. We've got the link in the BraiseBit Instagram bio or DM us, email us, BraiseBits at gmail.com. we got a lot of good interactions going on in there. Get in the mix. Let us know if you want us to do this top nine idea where we, you vote on a better top nine. Sign up for the Patreon. Patreon.com slash BraiseBits. Two off many episodes in a bonus epi every month. Oh, yeah. Sweet sauce. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Razorbacks. Peace.